John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Oh, hey, it's me, Ed Peterson. Oh, hi, Ed. It's me, John Kiltica. I'm not sitting in the hot seat today. No, you're not. You're back in the Ed chair. Yeah. Safe and sound. Jesse's in the hot seat. Jesse is in the hot seat. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to sit here and ramble about beautiful West Seattle and talking about guitars. Straight to Jesse. Yeah, sure. John is over there. His headphones are all tied up in his chair, and his neck is being pulled down to the floor. One of the dangers. When I sat in that chair, I had the exact same thing happen to me, but I flawlessly recovered from it. People wouldn't even know. That's the kind of pro level you deal with. Exactly right. Hey, Jesse Hurlitz. Oh, hi. Hey. It's Jesse Hurlitz, our super fan friend of Moray Effects. Yeah. Is that a French word? It is a French word. It's that uh, optical illusion when you get a bunch of lines together and it fucks with your eyes. Okay. It's a thing that I've always just loved the visual of. Is it the same thing like when people wear striped shirts on TV, right? Where they move and the shirt moves yeah. all weird. Yeah. Well, like those CRTs, it would happen all the time. Right. I don't know yeah. why. It's because they were interlaced. They were doing the odd lines and then the even lines. So it gave that jagged sawtooth effect in the visual. Yeah. Do you remember degaussing a CRT? Oh, oh yes. Sure. It was so much fun. Yeah. I would just wait for it to get all weird again. And then I just like hit the button and it's like, Bong, and yep. it makes that sound. Yeah. It felt like your computer was doing drugs. Tech talk with John and Ed and Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much this whole episode is talking about video compression techniques. Yes. There'll probably be some geography. Ooh. Because uh, super fan Jesse's up there in Canada. Sure. <laughs> say sorry jesse uh sorry you don't got it yet i got that red american blood yeah yeah, running through my veins still but my kids man do they got it already they're turning a lot sorry Uh yeah 
But they're not doing that thing that Canadians do where they just take even a new word and they just fuck it up completely. <laughs> Is that a Canadian thing? They do. They're just like, Sony. It's fucking Sony. I'm sorry to any Canadians out there. I live in the woods. I get the most Canadian friends. How's the snow levels right now? <laughs> right now, we're hanging in there, just clenching our butt cheeks. Just waiting. Just waiting to get hammered. And what does that mean? Like 27 feet? Sometimes on a really like bad year, I'll have like five feet of snow just like piled up outside. And we lived in that one year in like an Airstream trailer. So yeah. not the warmest, but we have a house now. We're not hobos anymore. Beverages. You see what I did there? I took a normal word and yep. I just fucked it. Yep, up. Canadian. Very Canadian. <laughs> what are you drinking, Jesse? All right. So I'm like really doing the whole high gain experience. I went to Hotwire Coffee. Oh, my man. <laughs> I used the promo code. I got the discount. Is that true? It's did you? fucking true, man. Oh, delicious cold brew coffee. Did they even know what you were talking about? They did. You know, the code. We had a moment. We locked eyes and oh. he did not back down. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. If you viewers like Canadian Jesse mm -hmm. find yourself in West Seattle. Go to Hotwire yeah. Coffee and say the high gain. Yeah. They're going to look you straight in the eye. A little emotion there. There's going to mm -hmm. be a charge. Sparks were flying. But you'll get the discount. Yeah. Uh, I went to the Hotwire Coffee and got an Americano that I poured into my Crow mug. What about you, John? What do you got? I, too, have coffee, although, uh -huh. in all honesty, it's not from Hotwire. <laughs> it should be. It's probably terrible dirt water. And I also have a Guayaki Organic Yerba Mate. This flavor is lemon elation. You know, I've been getting into some yerba lately. I was at this weird cult oh. restaurant that I didn't know was a cult restaurant. A restaurant run by a Run cult? by a cult. Yeah, I think they're called the yellow something. I forget, but they had this delicious food and then they had yerba mate as like a drink and I'd never had it before. What the cult guy described to me was that... <laughs> A cult guy. Yeah, he said it's all the benefits of drinking a coffee without like the little coffee hangover that you feel. Didn't we find out that yerba or yerba mate contains naturally occurring caffeine? Ed's fact checking us right now. I thought Jesse's just like left fielding us, coming in from Canada with his alt facts, <laughs> right? There's no way I can look up yellow cult. Yeah. And I look up Yellow Cult and it just auto-completes. Notorious Cult opens operations in small town, the 12 tribes. That's it. So you went to the Yellow Deli? I went to the Yellow Deli. I had the Yerba Mate. It was delicious. It was the most delicious cult experience I've ever had. For the Yerba alone? Yep. I got a athletic brewing company, non-alcoholic beer, the blue one. The blue one. My favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That guitar is black it's got an aluminum neck and it's very based on the firebird that's right yeah not the gibson firebird firebird spelled with a y right two y's right 
I think it is two Ys, made in Australia in the 60s. They were very highly regarded guitars made by Mayton. And this is a copy of one, but not like one you've ever seen. No. For starters, this one has an aluminum neck. It's my second ever metal neck guitar, but I've been obsessed with metal neck guitars. Love it. That pedal, Mm -hmm. I'm pleased as hell today for this. Our man Jesse, some years back, how many years ago was it? I think it must have been like three years ago. Jesse dove headlong into the pedal world, making clones and rehousing existing circuits, and then decided, of course, I'm going to make my own goddamn circuit. So he did, and we were pleased to receive a prototype that I'm holding up in my hand He did not even have labels yet. The label on this pedal, this is the Moray Visceral pedal, is a piece of paper peeling up in the corners. Yep. But now what you're hearing is me playing through the final finished production version of this pedal. Tell me about that kind of gaty effect. Yeah, tell us about the Moray Visceral pedal. Jesse, what is it? I can remember like being in my 20s and hearing these kind of synthy bands that were more aggressive, but they were doing it with keyboards and I was like, I want to do that on my guitar. Right. And so I went on the search. I think I went to like Emerald City Guitars and I was just like, give me something that sounds like this. And they're like, well, we have this thing called a micro synthesizer. And I got one of those big ass electro harmonics micro synthesizers. And I was like, this is cool as shit. I want this. But it still wasn't quite the sound I had in my head that I was going for. I kind of kept searching, just trying to find the sound. And eventually, just through relentless searching and searching, I finally found a circuit that was pretty close to what I wanted. Deep in the dankest internet forums. Dank. That was kind of like the starting point. I don't know anything. I talked to my friend who had a degree in electronics uh, engineering, and I was like, can you explain this thing to me? Yeah. So he just kind of like wrote down like, hey, this is what's happening here. This is what's happening here. This is what's happening here. And I was like, great. I still don't understand any of that at all. And so I just kept pushing and pushing until I got this thing working and it sounds amazing. Moon Electronics out of Germany. He built that first prototype in terms of like a circuit board. We worked together for a while and then I ended up partnering with John at Rare Buzz and he ended up kind of building the final version of it. There's so many different iterations over the years. That one that I gave you, that was the very first working version of this thing ever. That is so great. That definitely does need to go back. Museum archive version. Yeah. That actually is like an archivable item. Yeah. What's the primary difference through all those iterations that you made between that and this one? I think from the very first version, there was something where I was like, okay, this thing is great, but the controls really didn't work as they should. Initially, there was an actual extra fuzz circuit inside there. This is four knobs. Yeah. The new one has three. That's right. The visceral is so like overpowering that when you flick on that secondary circuit in there, you couldn't hear it at all. It was just like, there's this whole other side of this pedal that does nothing. You know, I can't sell this. 
And so I just kind of stripped it down, got the controls really, really dialed in. I mean, like, I didn't even know how to, like, get labels on the front of a pedal for a while. I really like this swirly kind of like crazy black and white design, but that's really bad for putting letters on there because you, you know, you, what do you put white letters on there? Do you put black letters on there? Right. You can't read any of that. And so it's been a bit of a journey trying to figure out, okay, let's get the actual physical design of this thing to be something that's interesting and also legible. I'm a designer. I'm not the most technical person. And so the design is just as much of what brings me joy just like struggling through the stuff that I'm not so good at. And I've thankfully had a ton of people who've been really helpful along the way. So is someone doing the boards for you at this point? You've got someone doing that. You're not sitting with the soldering iron. I do solder them all myself, but the board design that's done by somebody else with this latest iteration, a lot of the components are surface mount, which means that I can order the board and like 90% of the components are already on yeah, there, right, which right. is like huge time saver. Yeah. One thing that sounds really cool through it is if you run like a lower octave on this thing or you run it through bass, it is bonkers, just tons of low end. That is also tuned to C See? standard. Yeah. That's really the sound that I was after is like that lower, like grinding synthy kind of sound. It sounds great on regular guitar. It's a pretty wild fuzz. But when you get down in those lower registers, that's the sound that I was after. Right. It's one of those things where I don't know what it is, but I can't stop doing it. You know, when you find that thing that you're like super geeked out about. I was in my office the other day just soldering and my wife is like, you have fun doing this? And I was like, yeah, like even the most mundane part of this, uh-huh. I'm just like so happy. Is it about creating these things and knowing what they're going to be able to do? Or is it the discipline of electronics that you've discovered? I love music. I love heavy music. And I also love design and I love making stuff. And so it's kind of like all those three things together. And then the other cool thing is I get to meet a bunch of other people who are just as geeked out about that stuff as I am. And those relationships are like super duper fun. Yes, please. I started asking about the gatiness of the circuit. Mm. Was that part of the sound you wanted to go for? Yeah, it's nice that it doesn't get away from you when you stop playing. You can feel very controlled. Usually you don't get like a weird, crazy, loud pedal that is also like easy to control. Right. I think one thing I love about it is like when you're playing it, you feel like you have a bazooka in your hands. But it also just feels like you can pull your hands away from the guitar and it's not going to get crazy. But you can also get some pretty wild feedback from it, too. Especially like bending notes, I find is like the sweet spot for it too. It has this weird thing that it does where it kind of is pulsing while you're bending the note. Hit that thing again. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Is there a setting you prefer on this? The knobs are pulse, mix, volume. Yeah. Sometimes on my baritone millimetric, I like to turn the pulse over to the left. 
it's a little bit more high end there. It gets more snarly on that side. Mix all the way up? Mix all the way up, volume kind of middle to three quarters. That one's kind of a really fun one if you're like riffing around and, and doing weird stuff. wasn't a pedal that sent you down this path it was more a sound you had in your head yeah why can't i sound like soul wax on their synthesizers or or justice or something like that yeah and i think death from above gets the closest to that i mean he's on synth half the time but like his bass sounds like the sound that i want and i actually got to give him a pedal they had like a last minute show in Kelowna, bc and I had already messaged them before I knew about the show and they were like, yeah, send it to us. We'd love to check it out. And then I found out they were doing the show and they're like, oh yeah, come drop it off. We'll come meet you. And I was, so I was like, okay. And they were super sweet. And I gave them two. And then he hit me back later and he's like, hey, it's on our board for this tour. It sounds awesome. Wow, that's wild. Oh, that's so great. That's crazy. Yeah. And I just tried to play it super normal. <laughs> like, yeah, like, happy to help. I was super psyched. This is not a mate and firebird from the 60s. Five position switch. Yep. Position five is all three pickups in series. One flows into the other bucket brigade style. As opposed to parallel, where mm. they're just kind of all on at the same time. And then what did you say the next one was, Jesse? Yeah, that's neck. neck. He's doing some jazz for you, Jesse. I didn't even have to ask. Uh, next one is which? That's a middle banger. Middle banger. And then is that the last one? That's bridge? Is that the most bridgey? Just a little 1981. Hit me with a little 1981. Yeah, we always keep our 1981 inventions set to zero. Mastery. Bridge and trim. It was the first one I ever played. I had heard so many good things. I was like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. The original Firebirds obviously didn't have masteries on them. Right. But they did have trims on them and they were pretty cool. Gary Cooper from Partscaster Concierge. He was the one that built that body and, and really assembled it and put everything together. And he built the body? He built the body oh, for me. Nice. I asked around to like five or six different people and he was the one that was down to do it. Originally, we were going to do it in Lucite, but I was just like, it's too heavy. What's the body made out of? Uh, it's walnut. Heavy enough, right? Yeah. 
there's a million different like body companies out there. But if you want something that's different, yeah, parts caster concierge, he's the guy you go to. He'll make you anything. He constructs the whole thing or he does just the bodies. You know, he'll do either. Originally, his business is I'll build you the body that you can't get somewhere else. But everybody's just like, just build me the whole thing. Right. He's booked up right now. All of them right now are full builds. Was this? Yeah, this is a full build. And this neck is Bagley? Bagley, yeah. I'm sure the Germans pronounce it differently. And they're just kind of like a little newer on the scene. And they're doing a bunch of really interesting work. Tell us about your buddy's pedal. What is this? This is the Part Garden. It's a collaboration between Alec from Mask Audio Electronics and Ian from Collector Emitter. It's basically just like a wild fuzz pedal. The knobs are numbered one, two, and three. Uh And then the fourth knob says texture. And then there's a two-way switch that says Y-U-H. Yeah. If you like fuzz, Alec is your man. He's got the goods. nice come on what are you doing dime it all see there that (laughs) Uh, perfect the top of this is etched very nicely it's cool this particular park garden pedal is a medium gain variant The original one's a high gain, there's a medium gain, and then there's like a germanium kind of low gain version. This one, I think there's only a handful of these. They went to Relic Music Shop in New Jersey, your favorite place. Oh, Oh, hey, the homeland. That's right. I just grabbed one the second that went up on the site. Fuck. (laughs) Everything you've done thus far is full analog style. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about going down the digital route with like... DSP. Yeah. Have you thought about that? I have one project in my brain that's like an FV1 project I want to do. Yeah. So I'll probably try and dive into that next year. Um, I do have an iPhone app project that I'm working on right now. I don't know if it'll see the light of day or not. I'm working on it with somebody right now, but basically you can control your pedals wirelessly with the gyroscope of the phone. I have this little magnetic attachment for my iPhone. I can slap it on my guitar and then I can set it so that if I tilt my neck up, yeah. I can bend the pitch of the guitar up if I'm hooked up to a whammy pedal. Yeah. Or you could like set it to go crazy oscillation just by tilting the neck up. I have this wireless Bluetooth adapter and my friend Padraig and I are kind of working on this. He's doing all the coding. I do the design. That's my trade is app design mostly. We have a working prototype of that. And it's just like getting the motivation to like get it across the finish line yeah. is tough. Like we have a working proof of concept. It's great. Right. Will somebody be willing to magnetically attach their phone to their guitar and look like a dork? I don't know. But it's something I've wanted to do forever and we're doing it. So if you're interested in beta testing something like that, like hit yeah. me up. That's more in the MIDI realm. It's not like digital effects processing. But right. That's something I've never spoken publicly about before, but you heard it here first on the high game, y'all. For sure. That's the visceral and the phantom operator. Nice. How are these pedals doing, Jesse? I'm in that phase where I'm like just figuring out what the hell I'm doing. 
you know? And so there'll be times of video drops and like, I'll be sold out. And then there'll be times where video drops and it's just like, I'll sell a couple here or there. I'm still figuring out what do people want? And a lot of it, I think, comes down to like the actual visuals of the pedal itself. I'm noticing now like people are really after the black ones. And I just did those as like a prototype. I was just like, this is all I have. This is the only way I can get these letters on the front of this thing is I have a little laser engraver. And so my initial demo units were those. And then I had a proper production run where Obscura Manufacturing UV printed some black and white ones. And then I had like some other ones where I'm like hydro dipping them and I got these face plates and I put them on and those are really fun. People like those a lot. Yeah. Well, if viewers are wondering if they should pick up a more visceral pedal, yes, you should. How do people get one of these, Jesse? www.more.vision. That's more spelled M-O-I-R-E. That's right. Like the visual effect. Yeah. I am on Instagram as Jesse Hurlitz and more.vision for the business side of things. You gotta try it. Try and decide. You know, Ed? Yeah. I think we're pretty much agreed that the visceral is a must-have on the pedal board. Sure. Let's talk about this here. Partscaster Concierge Firebird Aluminum Neck 3 pickup piece of gear. Mm-hmm. Buy or deny. I think the idea of going to a dude and having him build you a custom guitar is killer. Would yeah. I build a Firebird? No, not even a little bit would I pick that body. And I did sit with it and play it. It's got that weird hook swoop on the top it'll get you and it'll get you it actually did kind of dig in a little bit so i would pick a different body would i get him to build me a more angular gibson firebird 100 percent. but kill switch killer yeah well for me this would be a buy yeah i love this shape i love the firebird shape the mastery's killer the mastery's killer the pickup's killer aluminum neck i mean this is 100 percent correct in my book 100% correct. Yes. You wouldn't change a thing. I would not. Give me the Jesse. Give me the Hurlitz. Oh, this should be called the Hurlitz. Yeah, give me the Hurlitz. That's a double buy on the pedal. Sure. Split decision on the guitar. Yeah. We've got our work cut out for us, Ed, because we have a prototype pedal, a production pedal, and a bespoke guitar to take pictures of. So we're going to take all kinds of pictures of that, put them up on the Instagrams, share with Jesse. We got a lot of stuff to take care of. Partscaster Concierge on Instagram. Gary Cooper. Books closed until 2024. But the yeah. books aren't closed over at Moray, are they? Heck no. Yeah, hit me up. You guys want this pedal. I'm just saying. Unless you're scared. <laughs> if you're scared, we can right. talk about we that. We understand that. We can work on that. Yep. Let's get weird, man. And if you're a blues lawyer, then apologies. You'll get disbarred or something. That checks out. Nice work, Jesse. I think you did a great job today. Are you wanting me to tell you how you did today? Yeah. You guys are the best. Nailed it. This is my favorite podcast. Oh my God. Is it? Every time. I get so excited about it. It's like Christmas once a week. That's right. We couldn't do this without the help of a lot of people. Yeah. Much less the ruinous media network of music-related podcasts. Those guys. We are in that network. Oh, yeah. Ruinous media network of music-related Check out Hype Man Whisper over there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate you coming all the way down from Canada for this. Thanks, fellas. It's been a pleasure. Okay, bye. Yeah, okay, bye. Bye.